This episode of the 3D Insights podcast is brought to you by Nordson Test and Inspection. You can count on Nordson Test and Inspection for best-in-class test, inspection, and metrology solutions for semiconductor applications. The Quadra 7 Pro MXI system offers superior 3D and 2D manual inspection with higher resolution for back-end applications. Its advanced Onyx detector technology delivers superior image clarity and faster frame rates. The flexible dual-mode Quadra NT4 tube has two brightness and resolution modes for easy switching depending on your application needs. The intuitive interface, optimized workflow, and enhanced functionality of the revaluation software makes it easy to use. Learn more at Nordson.com. Hi there. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Hi, everyone. This week on the 3D Insights Podcast, we're diving deep into the world of X-ray inspection and its many uses in today's high-density 3D heterogeneous integration technologies for semiconductor manufacturing. Here to guide us is Chris Rand of Nordson Test and Inspection. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hi, thank you for having me. So before we dive into this interesting topic, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Norton Test and Inspection? I come from a, a physics background, really, by education and moved into engineering almost immediately after graduating because I really wanted to get hands-on with real-world applications. Looking at where I am today with Nordson Testing Inspection, I'm actually a, a product line manager for the manual x-ray inspection products, managing the roadmap of what we're going to be offering our customers in, in the future and um, helping guide the way that we develop our technologies. So you must have to really have your eye on what's happening and what's coming up in different manufacturing processes. It definitely helps. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So are you focused mostly in the advanced packaging space or do you also support the front end needs for x-ray inspection? Mostly what we're talking about is advanced packaging um, side of things, but also some wafer inspection as well um, before segmentation. So let's get into it. How is x-ray inspection used in semiconductor manufacturing? Well, we've got a number of different types of x-ray inspection techniques. Um, and so we're actually able to get involved as early as the development stages of developing new devices, new products, but also in the production process as well, more in terms of a, a process control and, and quality control. In that case, it's not just about testing for reliability issues. It's actually helping to develop processes that are going to be more reliable out of the gate. Exactly. It's a really important um, concept that, that a lot of manufacturers have, have really grasped, that the better the process, the better design for manufacturer that you have, the fewer defects that you need to deal with and the better yields you have, which is tremendously important. How has x-ray inspection changed over the years for its use in semiconductor manufacturing, microelectronics? Well, the major thing is everything keeps getting smaller. So the real way everything has changed is that we've had to keep up with that. And that's quite a challenge in terms of any inspection. For us, that's 
really the core of what we do is those core technologies that go into the x-ray systems themselves. That's something that we're developing in-house and using those to create the complete solutions that our customers are using. Can you give us an example? Yeah. So even just looking at simple applications like wafer bump inspection, going from hundreds of microns in size down to 30 microns or even slightly smaller is quite a big jump in terms of resolution. And so when you're talking about the older, more traditional inline x-ray with resolution capabilities of five micron, we're looking at technologies now where we're down to you know around 100 nanometer resolution. For really fine features, I've heard of things like scanning electron microscopes, atomic force microscopes. These are not x-ray technologies, are they? They're not quite the same. Those actually rely on being able to directly see the area of inspection. That's the really big difference with x-ray is that it's a transmissive form of perspective. So we actually get to see through everything. With SEM, for example, you typically need to dissect or section an area to be able to to inspect. Uh, But with x-ray, we do that in a a non-destructive fashion. So that's a real benefit because you can actually use it in production. Exactly, which is what really helps us to cover both those ends of helping develop those processes and those technologies, but also actually help the quality control. To appear in an x-ray, a material has to have some sort of density, right? Right. My understanding is that silicon itself doesn't appear in an x-ray. So that's uh, a really good point. Actually, silicon being effectively invisible in x-ray actually really helps us in terms of inspecting features on dye or or dyes on wafer uh, because actually that allows us to be able to see those interconnects uh, much clearer and it's really getting not just that really really high geometric magnification to see these really really tiny um, interconnects and, and features, but also having the contrast to be able to really make them out very clearly so that we can actually see if they're good or, or, or if there's any defects in there. Um, so what kind of defects are you looking for? So very typically, um, the type of things that you're going to be able to see with x-ray that you can't see with anything else are things like voiding, particularly if you're looking at um, through silicon vias or through glass vias and wafer bumps, for example. We'd be looking for the for the voiding in there and making sure that it's of a level that is deemed acceptable. We'd also be looking for things like alignment defects, cracking. Cracking in what? You can get cracks in bumps themselves if the process that, that they've been put down on isn't quite optimized correctly. But we're looking for wetting conditions in general as well. So whether or not something has fully connected properly or whether we've got um, open or missing connections. So these defects basically can cause a device to stop working properly, short out because it's an electrical defect. Yeah, exactly right. So there's a number of ways that this can go wrong um, if we don't have good connections. So either they can become susceptible to early life failures through thermal cycling, which is something that's really prevalent when you're talking about devices like processors 
they get really really hot and then they get turned off and then they're cold and then hot and then cold Mm. Um, and so eventually things can then start cracking and breaking if they haven't got a really good um, connection a complete failure is where it was never connected in the first place or it was straight up missing and so that that renders that device um, um, completely useless why is it so important to achieve zero defects Generally speaking, it's it's important when we achieve zero defects. The further we get down the the manufacturing process, the more time, the more expense has been invested into that device. That can really start adding up very very quickly into you know tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so it's really important that if anything's failing, if a process is wrong, and we can actually fix the process so that we don't get any defects to to actually inspect. It's really important to identify those early on, particularly as more and more of the devices that we're talking about are going into really sensitive applications, you know, aerospace, Mm -hmm. you know, autonomous driving vehicles, that kind of thing. Failure just, you know, out in the field, in the real world is just not really an option. Right. It's not like, you know, if the entertainment system breaks in your car, um, no lives are lost. But if your ADAS system goes, there could be a lot of trouble. Exactly. We've just become so dependent on on this type of technology. It's it's so important for everyday life and and in a lot of cases to make sure that we're safe. So what are the different strategies that you can use to achieve zero defects? At Nordson Test and Inspection, we've got a number of different strategies. That includes 2D X-ray inspection, but also 3D inspection as well for when that one 2D snapshot is just not going to be enough to give you the full inspection picture. Um, So we're able to do 3D inspection in situ or in a failure analysis um, space as well in even higher resolution and detail when you have that bit more time. But in addition to that, we also look at other technologies and how they're complementary with each other. So we we offer a number of optical solutions um, and also acoustic solutions. And, and that's where things get really interesting um, because each of these different perspectives on that overall inspection picture have their own strengths and weaknesses. Combined, they are a really strong strategy to to picking up on any defect you can find. For example, with an acoustic inspection, it's very strong when we're talking about you know delaminations in the silicon wafers themselves or very very thin air pockets um, where naturally x-ray sees straight through that so if it doesn't get a clear contrast between that empty space and the material around it then it becomes very difficult in x-ray but that's probably the strongest signal that you'll get in acoustic Um, similarly when we're talking about things that that really rely on visible light you know that's where again you know our optical solutions would then come into into their strengths when you're working in the development side of things and use using x-ray inspection are there you know reliability tests that involve x-ray inspection for instance you were talking about temperature cycling and heat and cold and i was just thinking about here i am sitting in arizona where it's like 118 degrees And everybody I know who has an electric vehicle is struggling right now because their electronics are not functioning the way they should. 
And it made me wonder, how can you use this inspection, developing those processes to help adapt so that down the road, maybe a device can handle a higher temperature? I mean, that's a really good question. Certainly, our systems are used in those tests. So where you would do thermal cycle tests on devices and inspect uh, various different periods of time during that cycling so you can see how those defects are propagating quite often those defects will be cracking due to stress fractures for example Um, so we would very much be inspecting in that space as well that's a, a failure analysis focus in that case they could determine that oh maybe we should use be using a different material or that will withstand these temperatures and you're helping figuring all of that out basically Right, exactly. All of that goes into making sure that the right design, the right processes, the right material are actually going into the devices that are being produced. And that's where we take a completely different strategy where the focus is much more on throughput. Mm-hmm. And that's a, one of the, the other challenges that we face. Let's talk a little bit about heterogeneous integration and 3D stacking and chiplets, which are hot topic today. What are the challenges that are facing manufacturers as these heterogeneous integration schemes become more advanced? Well, quite simply, it means that we've got um, higher density devices. So we've got smaller and smaller um, features that we're trying to see, more and more of them in in less space. Um, And that makes it really quite difficult. So that's where sometimes uh, a simple 2D image is not going to really be able to give you enough of the picture that you you need to see. And that's where more of our 3D techniques will come in, where we take multiple images, reconstruct to make 3D models, and then we can actually dissect those virtual models so that you don't have to destructively dissect the real device. So is this computer tomography that you're using? That's right, yes. there are several different techniques that that we developed and used over the years and we're in the process of updating those now with um, the new technologies that we're bringing out at the moment. We can do very more traditional what we refer to as micro CT. That's where we would take a smaller section of a device under inspection, more the failure analysis type of inspection. And then we would rotate that and acquire a lot of images as we rotate that, then we're able to mathematically reconstruct into a 3D model. But we're also able to do a different style of 3D acquisition, which is much, much faster, doesn't require the device to be sectioned up or or cut in any way. Um, And that actually is something we can do during the production inspection. The challenge there, of course, is is that throughput. So it has to be much faster. Uh, So in this way, we're able to maneuver our technologies rather than maneuver the actual device that's uh, under inspection. And that's something that we we can do much, much quicker. I understand you actually have a new product introduction in this space. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, um, we've had um, a number of years of success with our main manual x-ray inspection series called the Quadra. In the background, we've been working on um, introducing new core technologies with the x-ray source itself, 
our x-ray tube, but also our x-ray our flat panel detectors. So we're relaunching this platform, Quadra Pro. So it's a very similar platform, but with a completely new imaging chain. And this is really quite exciting for us. Can you explain what the traditional imaging technology was and how this is changing the game? Over the years, our X-ray technology has has gone through several phases of change. We're constantly developing. If you go back a long way, we were talking about reflective targets and large spot sizes and low resolution X-ray. Everything's quite noisy and takes a long time. We've moved through that high resolution inspection machines are using open tubes now with filament technologies. These have quite short lifetimes. Just like a filament in a light bulb, they tend to burn out quite quickly and need a lot of maintenance and that unfortunately when it comes to production environments is is not very convenient um, because if you only get a few hundred hours out of your x-ray source before it had you have to take the line down and service that tube to bring it back up again um, that can be a bit of a problem so uh, we developed uh, what we call the nt tube it's a sealed transmissive tube, tube, which doesn't rely on a filament of that type at all and actually has lifespans more like eight, eight to 10,000 hours. So the downtime in production is, is much, much lower. We've had sort of four iterations of, of that technology and this latest one um, is giving us a bit more flexibility to balance out essentially three parameters that really define the capability of your x-ray tube. That's lifetime, um, power, and resolution. And that's a really tricky balance. Um, And with the latest version, we've actually found a way to sort of bend the physics a little bit in our favor so that we can squeeze a little bit more out of that equation. So we're able to keep those lifetimes and to keep the power that we've got, but actually squeeze a bit more resolution out, out out of those tubes. So that's... Um, that's really quite exciting. This technology was first implemented in the manual x-ray tool? That's right, yes. Um, But it's also something that we use in our automated systems as well now, whether that be for PCB surface mount inspection, but also with our really high-end autonomous systems that we use for wafer inspection as well. Okay. So now the Quadra Pro is taking the technology that was in the Quadra and ramping it up to a different level. And it's the next generation. That's right. In addition to the dual mode tube and our new Onyx detector, uh, we've also been working for a number of years on a complete new user interface and, mm-hmm. and software package to go along with that. What's really important with our systems is absolutely having that proprietary technology that gives us the highest resolution, the the clearest and best images that we can get, but also to have that user experience to make these machines that anyone can really use. So what do you mean by dual mode? So dual mode is allowing us essentially to adjust that equation that I mentioned in two ways. So effectively, it means that we can rebalance that to get a higher resolution mode. In the resolution mode, we get less x-ray flux. 
Um, okay. That generally means in real terms that you're going to get a slightly darker image, but you're going to get a sharper image. Um, and then in the power mode, that's where you get higher flux. Therefore, you get a brighter image, more contrast. When would you use one over the other? That's a good question. So typically what we're talking about is the resolution mode is going to be used at very high magnifications. We're getting some really, really good improvements of image quality on very, very small through silicon vias, for example. Mm -hmm. These are so small, maybe 10 micron diameter vias, and we really need to be able to see the voiding within that and whether or not that voiding actually um, completely spans the entire via or whether or not it's encapsulated in the material that makes a big difference to the inspection but we're getting a lot of really good results when it comes to these very very small high magnification applications particularly in the semiconductor applications power mode where you need that extra flux that's where you're going to be looking at much denser materials and you want that brighter image and you want more of those x-rays to actually reach the detector and give you that much brighter clearer image so this way when not limited to one application or another you know that's a really important aspect of our manual systems is they're really the swiss army knives of the x-ray inspection world they're made to do as well as it can be done so this is a enabling us to just have a higher quality of image across a wider range of applications which is really important to us what are the target applications for the quadra pro Everything from the really high resolution applications such as the TSVs, wafer bumps, through to looking at large inspection of whole PCB assemblies, for example, or power hybrid applications where we're looking at much denser materials. They're so completely different. The way we like to approach these is one tool that's set up to do that entire range rather than needing to customize each machine type specifically for the application. What are the benefits then to the customer for this? It's really about ease of use, flexibility, highest possible image quality that you can get. So that allows everybody from semiconductor customers uh, through to our SMT customers or those who are looking at even things more to do with the life sciences and material sciences uh, to be able to really get the best inspection quality they can for all of their needs. If you take the classic sort of difficult inspection environment of, of an FA lab, one global company may have one FA lab for the entirety of their global sites. So every single day, the machines that we have on those sites are subject to completely different tasks. One day, it's looking at the properties or the um, temperature profile of a particular solder paste the next it's looking at an infield failure of a particular product that they've got our systems have to be able to cover um, high density and low density large devices through to really really small featured devices uh, in addition to do those 2D inspections, 3D inspections, and to do it in such a way that um, suits that application. And the people using these machines, they don't buy these machines because they want to be x-ray inspection experts. They just need the answers that the machine can give them. 
And that's why mm -hmm. a big part of this new product is the revolution software that um, allowing all of these inspection tasks to be as easy as possible for all of the tools to be at your fingertips even down to the ultra wide curved monitors that we have on the machines making sure that all of the information and the images that that you need are all together in the most comfortable way that you can get it seems like versatility is really a great feature of this tool and user friendliness if i was going to boil it down from what you're saying to me yeah absolutely really when we're talking about the manual inspection tools we're talking about a uh, high mix of applications low volumes of inspections so that's where we can really take more time to do higher resolution imaging to find those more difficult features we also have those fully autonomous solutions for more of those pure production process inspections. Is the QuadraPro a manual tool? It's a manual tool. It does include some automated inspections, but it's predominantly a, a manual tool made to be used by an operator. Whereas we do have okay. completely autonomous solutions that you invest your time in setting those systems up and then you step back and you leave them to do their job, such as our XM8000 product, which is um, also loaded with wafers and then can conduct both 2.5 and 3D inspections in production. Would you say your ideal customer for the QuadraPro would be a company that has a very broad range of applications that they're trying to support so that they would be looking for the type of versatility that the QuadraPro provides? Well, not necessarily. Um, the systems are perfectly happy to do the same task day in, day out. Um, the type of customer that values our machines are the ones who really need that extra clarity of image they they are looking at defects that are just really difficult to, to find and that's where we've really targeted the quadra 7 pro system is uh, to find those smallest of defects in the highest clarity that you you can in the easiest fastest way that you can so chris where can people go to find out more so we've got full information of the products and as well as the rest of our product range on the Nordson Test and Inspection website. Okay, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And thanks so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Join us next week for a look at the semiconductor industry's memory challenges. I'll be speaking with Winbon Electronics' Alex Wei and Omar Ma about the memory of everything. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time to the 3D Insights Podcast. The 3D Insights Podcast is a production of 3D Insights, LLC.